thank y'all for tuning in for another episode of the Bliss is Ignorant podcast, man. This is comedian Jay Bliss, man, and I am joined by one of my partners in this comedy game, man. I met this brother some years back on a whim of all yeah. places, but our, our names uh, basically rang out for one another, so we knew each other before we knew each other. Um, shout out to my man, Clint Coley in the house, man. Yo, Clint, what's good? Bliss, what up, man? Man, I can't I call it, man. I haven't physically seen you since that weekend, and I think it was uh, Orlando. We were both opening for uh, Lunell. If I'm yeah. Lunell was it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, we was in Orlando. We was opening for. That was a. That was a. That was a weird but fun weekend, to say it, the least. It was. Um. And 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 I'll break it down for the people that's listening. Um. You know, when you get booked for like the improvs and funny bones and things like that, um, I get booked through an agent who mm -hmm. books for those clubs. Yes. The headliner gets booked from their talent agency. Yeah. And the com the combination happens if the headliner isn't bringing their own feature. Right. Lunell happened not to be bringing a feature that weekend. Or a host. Or a host. And Clint happened to be in town. Happened to be there. And came in. But what, what was funny was <laughs> he didn't know I was there. I didn't know he was there. We only knew each other by name. And Clint, being a being the hustler that he is, trying to start strong arm for the feature spot. <laughs> so, so Clint walks into the green room like, "Yo, I'm here in town, man. I was trying to get the feature spot, not knowing who I was. I was right, trying to right. get my man, but they tripping. So I'm gonna just host for the weekend." I was like, "Oh, where?" He's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Yo." I'm featuring. He was like, oh, okay, you travel with Lunell. I'm like, nah, I ain't never meet him before. He was like, oh, right. And he, he was like, he was like, yo, I was like, I'm, I'm Jay Bliss. He was like, yo, I know you. I was like, what are you? He was like, yo, Clint Coley. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, right? Like, I, was like, I was like, you Clint Coley? You know what I'm saying? It was so funny, man, because it was that's, like. That's exactly how it happened, man. Like, nah, yeah. I'm going to be honest, man. I'm going to just talk my shit for a second. Look, I'm arrogant. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Anytime I'm on the show, I feel like I'm the best person on the show. I don't care if it's the headliner. I don't care who. I don't care who you are. I always feel like that. So you know, in my mind, I'm like, all right, well, I'm like, who the fuck is this nigga? Like, he ain't better than me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, I'm like, yeah, I'll try to get the feature spot. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but it, it, it was great to 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 you know um, to really you know learn up you know talk to you and, and spend the weekend with you, man. Um, you know, you know, you did, you, you actually did. I'm not gonna say what ha what happened. You and I know exactly what happened that weekend. Right. I did. I did something very, very, very. Uh, I did something corny. I'll say. But that. it was a it was a man. It was a, it was it was a mistake. Right. But it, it all happens so, to everybody. It happens to everybody. Right. And so, and it was a it was a man conversation. Right. So Bliss um, pulled me to the side and was like, "You don't need that. You don't need to do that. You're better than that." <laughs> You right. don't need to like you. You don't need to. You 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 know when I we from the same city, my man. Like, right, <laughs> right, right, right. You know when I know that it'll stay. It'll stay here, and and that'll be and that'll be it. But actually, that made me, you know, decide to to really go on a rampage and 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 do better as 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 a, as a comedian and really challenge myself, you know, as a comedian. Like that. That's that. that that's really what it is. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, um, I'm not gonna say what happened, y'all, but but I'll just say it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't, it nah, wasn't, it nah, wasn't, it was like getting to no fight or nothing like that. He just nah, but I, I'm gonna tell you like this I'm gonna I'm tell you like this the situation that happened, I would I think that a lot of other comedians would have walked off, 
like would have been right. like fuck it like right. i don't give right. a fuck right. that ain't me right. you know what i'm saying i've seen other comedians do that right but but here's the thing clint and i'm gonna tell you why i did um i felt like i'm i, I got to know you right i got right. to know you in those three days right, right. And it was the last day. It was the last. It was like one of the last. Well, it was like, yep, it was Sunday, yep. Sunday. And I felt like I felt like I'm a I'm a runner in this dude again. Mm-hmm. And if I don't say nothing, right, then he won't get better. Right. He won't. He won't. He won't get better if I don't say something right now. So right. I pulled you to the side. And was like, yo, I'm just going. I'm just going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it down for you. And we was in the green room. You was like. True, true. You know what I'm saying? Like he was like, "Yo, listen." Like I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? I was like, "No doubt, man." Yeah. Like I was, I was like, like my thing is, is that when we come, when we correct behavior, whether it be good behavior, bad behavior, anything like that, you know, you have to be a man and take accountability when you fucked up. Right. And like I said, it was, it was a fuck up. It wasn't even a fuck up. Like nobody, nobody, unless I put it like nobody knew except nah. It's the you and yeah, you and me. That was a, that was a you and me thing, yeah. Right, and you were and 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 my thing is, I was just like, let me let me take accountability. Let me say like, you know what, I am better than that. Let me let right. me. I am I am not that guy. You know what I'm saying? And you know that that like I said, that that had a profound effect on on me as a comedian going forward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. Thank that you, was man. Dope. Thank you for for being. You know, my thing is, man. Like, I think a lot of guys, and I mean, you older than me, but not like we. You know, you ain't ancient or nothing like that. But like, I think that wasn't even a a. a Older comedian and younger comedian. I think we, how, how long you been doing it? I've been doing. I'd be fifteen uh, years. Um, November second. Yeah, I'm. I'm thirteen. Then you know what I'm right, saying. So, right. so we're not that far. We're not that far apart comedy wise. But like as 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 in, as men know, you know, we're at least you know about ten years apart. And my thing is, is that was a you know you know, and, and that's that's me saying like a lot of these young guys my age and younger start listening to your old heads. And mm-hmm. the reason why is because they don't. A lot of them don't mean harm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A, a lot of them don't mean harm, you know? Right. And for me, you know, I felt like it was coming from a place where it's like, yo, I respect this young brother. You know, I like what I saw this weekend. We had great conversations. You know what I'm saying? Blah, 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 blah. Let me let me talk to him and see where his head's at. And if, if he hard-headed, then fuck him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was more, that was part of my whole uh, thing, too, because it was more or less like, um, like it, it's, it's 10 years apart, right? We yeah. still come from a different ilk. Like, like, right. like the right. things that right. piss the things that piss you off never would have pissed me off, or the things that right. piss me off never right. would have pissed you off. So it was like I had to come at you in a way that wasn't going to turn you off because we do come from two different right. eras. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. So I was like, you know, because you could have been like, "Well, who the fuck you talking to?" You know what I'm saying? I could have right. right. been like, "Like I ain't coming to you that way." You know what I'm saying? Right, right, exactly. But I was smart enough to know not to not to say anything to you in front of nobody. Right, because right, right. it was like, yo, no, 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 no. This is how I gotta come at come at him. You know what I'm saying? So it was like it was like one of those things, but it was a great weekend. And we went to um we went to the sports bar, uh, checked out the Eagles game, you know what I'm saying? And I think they played Tampa that day. It was it was something like it was they something like the Super Bowl that year. That wasn't that it wasn't that year. Was it because Bowl? it was um because I think we still had Chip Kelly then. Oh, then yeah, definitely. We still had Chip Kelly. We still had Chip Kelly. This was like 2014, then. Right, because we had old boy uh, that was that was with Lunell, and he played. He used to play for the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that dude. Right, 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 right. So he was he was giving us knowledge about the game. We like what you know what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. So that was a that was a dope weekend, man. I have not been back to Orlando since then. Really? Nope. 
um, my scheduling or scheduling just didn't kind of work out yeah. that way. But and, and you know what? Honestly, a lot of these clubs, man, they, they do be booking their own. I mean, they only have they well, have their own. Well, well it's a lot of the headliners be bringing their own features. Yeah, they bring so own that's features. why that's why a lot of times I haven't gotten I haven't been able to get back down to the international drive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I, I, the, yeah that's one of my favorite improvs, man. I, I just remember that weekend because I was we was over to meet up Lunell, and the funny part was, uh, Lunell had a sheet that she wanted me to read off of her list of. I've ne- in any yeah. in, in my years of doing comedy, I never as a host had to bring a fucking sheet on stage, right. like literally, like. Uh, like she's like read this just like this right read this i'm like damn like that's extra work right but here's the crazy crazy thing about that though i'll tell you which weekend it was she was in the movie she did the voiceover for transylvania Transylvania. transylvania 2 that came out that weekend so we had went i had went to the movies with her to go see that movie you know what i mean um and i was i was um i was shocked with how well, like I never worked with her before, and yeah, she destroyed yeah, them rooms. I mean, destroyed them rooms, and I was just like, "That's the closest I got to," because she was under Cat, like she went on the road with Cat, you know, early yeah. on and stuff like that. So that was close I got to be able to be around somebody that was like with Cat, but she right, right, right. she was she was a different monster, man. Like she man, was a different monster. She is, yo. Like I tell, I tell a lot of even male comedians, like y'all don't want to go after her, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go after her. Let's 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 be honest. A lot of y'all don't want to go after her, man. Like Lunell is pound for pound, like like you know. I'm yeah. not I'm talking, but it's you know, but but I think that we all, you know, I mean, you know, we we, you know, comedians look at it differently. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't never look at it like um, even if I had to go on stage after a beast went up, I'm able to to handle it to bring the crowd to me versus me having to try to compete with what just happened. And I um, and, and I never understood comedians like that. I remember I was talking, I was I was at a I was having a conversation with um I was at actually this is another story I'll I'll tell you this in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was at you know Leonard Oots. I was at Leonard yeah Oots. yeah. And he had Vincent Bryant with him too, at, you know, you know, um, hanging out too. And I remember me, Vince, uh, and you know, I think Rito's there, you know. But we're having a conversation, and I'm like, yo, I'm not trying to, like, you know, when I'm on the show with DL or blah blah, I'm not trying to be the, the, I'm not trying to kill the room. I'm not trying to be the funniest nigga in the room. Like, and I don't mean that in a sense where I'm not trying to show nobody up. I'm trying mm-hmm. to do my part. Now, if I happen to be the funniest person in the room, that that's just that's just what it is that night. Some nights we have it. Some nights you. Some nights I got it. Some nights Bo got it. Some nights DL got it. It it, it really do vary. Um, but I'm never trying to. I don't go on stage thinking like, all right, man, let me. What can I do to out? You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I'm first. And and also at the end of the day, like the crowd just wants to see a good show, my guy. Right. Like they don't give a fuck. What like they just you pay thirty dollars, you want to feel like you got your money's worth. Right. And you know, as long as if you're on the show with people who have that kind of mentality, I think usually that's when the show goes best. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, where do where did you where did you get your start on on stage? Uh, I started, you know, I started in Philly, man. Started at the Laugh House. Started February seventh, two thousand seven. Uh, I was trying to date this chick, or try. I was this chick I like. She ain't like me, but you know, uh, I was I was like, let me get on stage. And um, I really want to, but let me let me like outside of starting, right? Starting is is the easy part. I tell people, mm-hmm. it's those one to three years. From starting to like your three-year point where you have to keep going. Those are the hardest days because 
you're not that good yet, but you don't suck either. Like you can, I can walk into a comedy club and look at a guy and be like, oh, he ain't, he hasn't been doing this that long. And yeah. that's not, and it's just not his, it's not his fault. It's just the, his mechanics, just, he doesn't have proper comedy mechanics. You know what I'm saying? Right. And what I'm saying is, is like, I remember the, that, that one to three year period in getting started was the hardest part because you're not really seeing results like that. You're still kind of an open mic to a third. Like, so my thing was in Philly, it was Wednesdays was, was, was open mic at the laugh house. Thursday nights was Spank with, at the time Spank was hosting before, you know, he, he got, you know, before he was on the road with Kevin, Spank was hosting a Thursday night. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday was, of course, your weekend, your weekend bliss. No, 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 right. no, 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 no. Right, right, right. <laughs> so with that being said, though, um, so my, my goal as a, as a new comedian at the time was I was just trying to get to Thursday nights. Right. I was trying to be funny enough to where Mr. Rod and Miss Mona would be like, all right, you can come on Thursday and do a Thursday. So I, I got to a point where I was doing a couple Thursdays. And nigga, I was getting my, and mind you, I'm about a year in, but I was getting my ass handed to me mm. every Thursday. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's a different crowd. That's a right. crowd that, that, that you, know, t- you know, Thursday nights was $10. Spank was the host, so they was coming to see him, and the nigga was ignorant. So it's like, you know what I mean? So it was crowds. Like, I remember somebody threw a drink with me. Like, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was rough. But, yeah. you know, I tell, you know, and, I, and I'm not trying to make this like a, you know, a old and younger comics, but... No, nah, right. That one in three years is probably the hardest part of your journey to me, in my opinion. That, that mm-hmm. one in three years, from starting to becoming, you go from becoming an amateur to an actual professional. Those, you know, what I'm saying, like those one to three, four years, like it's it's tough. Though to me, though, I, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So I, I do remember uh, the Wednesday nights. Um, mm-hmm. I remember after doing comedy for a little while, my goal was to get back to Philly to get on that uh, Laugh House stage. Mm-hmm. I remember trying to get up there. Mm-hmm. And um, I made some phone calls, had Tone X vouch for me mm-hmm. and Nick Lewis. Mm-hmm. And um, I got up there and uh, I remember, I think it was, I'm trying to remember who I had to, I had to holler at. I didn't know Miss Mona, but when I got up there, I was basically mm-hmm. talking to the host to try to get in there and it was like are oh, you gotta wait till the other hosts come for the second half of the show and they might let you on and i'm like come on man i met wow. Derek. i met Derek Gaines and all them cats outside yeah. they was chopping it up with me they're like all right man you know kind of all right cool i was like i'm from camden though they're like oh all right cool you know what i'm saying you're from the area I'm like yeah i'm just trying to get on the stage so right. i remember the wall right yeah so i remember them get let them let me get on stage. I remember that I remember getting my time. So I get up on stage and I remember my man came out before he's like, yo, man, you funny, man. I'm like, dude, come on, man. Like I like I drove eight hours, man. Like I'm not, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he said, I drove eight hours, man. And you yeah, know what I, real quick, a lot yeah. of people don't know a lot of comics have those eight hour, nine hour, yeah, sixteen hour drive journeys because we can't afford a flight. Right. And I'm like, I drove eight hours, man. I ain't come out here to be wasting your time. You know what I'm saying? He like, he like, all right, true. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they was like, all right, we're gonna give you, we're gonna give you seven to ten. I'm like, all right, they was like, look for the light in the back. You know what I'm saying? We light you to come off. If you're yeah. doing bad, we're gonna light you early. I was like, no problem. You know what I'm saying? So I get up there, man. I'm doing my thing, man. I'm feeling it. I know I've been up there for 12 minutes. I know it's longer than 10 because I only prepared to do 10 while I was standing outside. You know what I'm saying? Some of that doing my thing or whatever, man. They finally like me, man. I do my last joke, get off stage, boom. I walk to the back to raise it. You ain't like, man, who are you? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm Blizz. He's like, yeah, you ain't, you ain't from around here. I said, I am from around here. I just don't live here. He's like, yo, good stuff, my dude. And then they brought him right up. They brought him right up. 
So right, that right. for me, it was verification. I'm like, yo, I'm good. Like, I, yeah, I no, actually. Uh, Ture say you like. Listen, people don't. If y'all listen to this podcast, if you in Philly, Ture say you nice, you nice. Right, 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 right. So Ture I was. Ture has never said I was nice. I, I just want to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> you wildin', you wildin', man. No, it, it, it's funny because I think you, you did you go through his school? I never. So here's the thing. I never went to Ture's. I never took a Ture class, which is something I I should have I should have done and supported him. And I think that the next time he has a class. I think I'm going to support it and take it just for. Just he won't for, let he won't let you take it. I'm telling you, no, he probably, won't let, he probably won't let you take it. Yeah. No, no, no. What I mean is though, like I'm not going to go through the graduation process. I'm not doing no no. It's no, like a support thing. But it's like he's given me so much free game over the years that yeah. I should I should send him money, you know, for giving him giving me a free class. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I, I feel that. I, uh, I, I mean, like I said, it's like, um, it's funny. I think I went, I went up there to do a showcase for Bob Sumner one time up in uh, Willingboro. Okay. And I ran into a lot of the Philly cats uh, that's got there now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when I tell you them brothers is hard on one another, like, like <laughs> they just yeah, wait for no, well, that. You know that's one of the reasons why I left them. Like, yeah. It's not a great, like, we want to sit here and talk, talk about Philly and how it's a, you know, it's a great, a lot of great comedians do come from there. But let's be honest, like, we don't love each other when we're there. Like, we hate each right. other. Like, we right. try to stick on each other and try to, you know what I mean, like, blah, 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 blah. It's like, yo, like, it's not a competition, bro. Like, I'm in competition. Why, why are we, why are we, why are we so trying so hard to be, like, to to outdo each other as, as you know, you know what I mean? Like, just, just have fun with your shit. Right. Right. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I've never, I've never been a fan of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was, it was more or less like, um, I think I was doing the showcase. One of the comedians went up there and bomb, and I mean, they was grilling them like, like the whole, and he had a ride with them, so they was all giving them shit. They was all giving them shit, like they just kept going, kept going, kept going. And they were just hilarious, man. I was just in there like, man. Like, but I will say that is how you, you get better. A lot of people can't take that kind of criticism now. I mean, you know, luckily, like you know, you are, I am, but. You know, some motherfuckers quit, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's everybody got them tough days. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, so you know, it is what it is. So, so what what I'll say is like, you so you started in Philly, um, and and you were you were getting on stage on a, on a pretty regular basis and things like that. Um, when when was the move to L.A. and why? So I moved to New York first. Uh, okay. So what happened was I got I got the opportunity of a lifetime. So. At the time, I opened up, I got, I, so Kevin Hart was doing a show at the University of Penn. This is April 4th, 2010. I'll never get this day. So this is right before, say it with your chest. Like he's doing that material, getting ready for the special. Right. right? So mind you, Kevin's not a superstar yet, but he's like, it's, it's about to happen. Right. And I'll never forget, uh, I was like, Man, so I remember I went to go see Why Did I Get Married to that day. I, 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 I'll never get this. I went to go see Why Did I Get Married to. I go to I go to Irvine Auditorium. Um, a lot of my friends, you know, uh, you know, a lot of my friends was there. A lot of my friends worked on Penn's campus. Um, the campus were throwing the 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 event, and you know, and and I lived in the Kappa house, and they was looking out for me. That's another story for another time, Bliss. No doubt, uh, no doubt. You know the noobs. You know what I mean? That's, you know, <laughs> I am the noobs. <laughs> yeah, man. I know, man. I know, man. So, you know, there's that. I know a little something. That's neither here nor there. So, the point <laughs> I'm saying is, right, um, so I, so long story short, my man, my man looks out, and he's like, yeah, I was like, yo, I just want to introduce 
spank. I just want to introduce the host. Like, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm gonna do like two minutes though. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this the best like introduction ever, right? So, um, Spank's like, yo, that's not up to me. That's up to Harry. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everybody don't know Harry. That's that's um, not Harry. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Nate. I'm sorry, it's Nate. He's like, yo, that's up to Nate. So anybody doesn't know Nate, Nate is it was you know I don't know if he still is, but he's Kevin Hart's role manager. So mm -hmm. I'm asking Nate like, yo, man, can I just get up there? you know, introduce Spank. So Nate's like, listen, go up there, introduce Spank, don't do a motherfucking up, nothing. like, don't do nothing, like, literally gave me specific instructions not to do nothing else. I was not going to listen. I did not care. I was like, there's 13 people out there. There's no way I'm just going to say, ladies and gentlemen, Spank. I'm not doing it. So I heard him, but like, so then maybe 15 minutes later, Kevin walks, Kev walks in, and I'm like, yo, man, he's like, yo, man, I'm like, yo, I'm about to go, he's like, yo, showtime. He's like, yo, you about to go on stage? I said, yeah. He's like, yo, I was like, yo, I'm just about to introduce Spank. He's like, yo, you a comedian? I was like, yeah. He said, yo, yo, do five minutes. What? He's like, do five minutes. So uh, I had, mind you, right? So I'm nervous. This is the first time I've ever performed in front of a crowd more than a hundred people. It's thirteen hundred people out there. So. You know, I just pulled out all the stock jokes. We're in North Philly at. Like, right. We're in South Philly at. <laughs> That's all. It was two to three minutes of where everybody at. You know what I mean? But I thought I killed it, whatever, right? So right. I get a good, you know, but I mean, no, people was laughing. It was good. To, but I mean, comedian and comedian, you know, I'm bullshit. You know right, I mean? right. Five so, minutes, but you was only going to do two two jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, I'm bullshitting, right? Right. So I get off stage, man, and I just ask Kevin, I said, yo, man, is there a what's the, you know, is there a, you know, what's the, you know, what, what kind of advice would you give any comedian coming up right now? And Kev straight up said, yo, um, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to make anything coming from Philly or being in Philly. Nobody's looking for comedians in Philly. You need to move New York or LA, pick one, have fun. So literally that was April of 2010. I was in New York by June of 2010. Like, okay. Okay. so I'm living in New York for about a year. And I just realized, like, it's not what I want, man. Like, right. I, I want to I be a great comedian, but I, I have so many other aspirations where it comes to creating television shows and writing and, and stuff like screenwriting and stuff like that. And my thing was the only place to make that happen was Los Angeles. Right. My, so that was the reason why I moved to L.A. And then I kind of found a home here. And, right. you know, it's been lights out ever since. It's probably the best decision I've made, to be honest with you. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, man. And like I said, I mean, we talked about this in Orlando. Mm -hmm. um, and I was basically saying, like, you know, had I started sooner, when I started age, yeah. the years that, that, that you started, I mean, I wouldn't have kids right now, probably. Um, you know what I mean? But, you know, once once the marriage happened and once the kids came into play, mm -hmm. I was like, nah, I ain't going nowhere. Like, you right, know, right, my kids right, is my right. life. But my I whole thing is... a lot of comedian stories. You're right. Yeah, but it don't stop my funny. You know what I mean? Like, like my whole thing is, is um, you know, for those that say, oh, you got to move to New York or move to L.A., I'll be like, Ricky Smiley didn't. You know what I mean? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, um, Roy Wood Jr. didn't. You know what I mean? But they'll find you. They will find you. You just get the work. You know what I'm saying? I, I disagree. I don't well, think you, you say you disagree, but my whole thing is, is the way the platform is now, you can create right. your own. And you can create your own, you can create your own um, following. But, yeah, but I agree. I'll but there is, there is going to come a point, though, right? And I think Ricky Smiley is different for this reason and this reason only. He didn't move to L.A., but Ricky Smiley came up during a time in comedy where comedy was way different. You know, right. he came up during a time where they were looking for new talent. They were always trying. Like, at this point now, you, you have to be a total package. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, yo, Bliss, 
I didn't get a real agent till two years ago. Right. Like I didn't get a real, like a real, like I have a real manager, a real agent and a real publicist and a real lawyer. Like I didn't have that literally until like two years ago. And I remember what, what, how the, the, like the converse, it was two, no, it was three years ago. So it was, it was 2017. And, and the conversation would never have happened if the one guy, the guy who called me asked me like, yo, where do you live? And I was like, yo, I live in LA. And I think in my head that a, like at the end of the day, there's no managers and there's no agents anywhere in the country other than Los Angeles and New York. And my thing is, is that they have access to people and stuff that we just don't have access to. That's the mm-hmm. only, that's the only disagreement I have. I do believe you can build up your old following. I do believe like at this point you can, you know what I mean? The people will still come see you if they like you, blah, 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 blah. But I also think like a lot of times, like you're missing out on, not you personally, I'm saying. No, I feel, I feel it. I know everything you're saying. You like missing out like, okay, prime example. Right. Like, I got, I got a show on, on Amazon Prime, World Series right. Space. We're going to talk about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got that on Amazon Prime, right? And my thing is, though, um, I was able to finesse that into something, to a bigger deal. You know, that I can't really say what's going on with that. In the, you know, but I just, I finessed it into a bigger deal. But how it happened was being here in L.A. You yeah, yeah. And, and I think, like, that's that's why I say, like, I think that, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it, it, it cripples your career, but I do Mm-mm. think depending on who you are, you could definitely elevate because out here, and I hate to say this though, LA is, it's just a different beast. Like, you know, it I, is. I sold out the improv here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that means something totally different than selling out the improv in Orlando. You know what right. I'm saying? And right. my thing is there were agents and managers there. Like this kid sold out the improv. And mind you, it was sold out before we got there. So right. it wasn't like it sold out at the door. It sold out two days before and my thing is, so now it's like, well, who is this motherfucker? You right. Know, or imagine an agent driving on Hollywood Boulevard and they see Clint Coley sold out. They're like, who the fuck is Clint? That's literally how I got my agent. Right. Right. So, I mean, that's, and that's good stuff. I mean, like, my whole thing is, is like, you know, what, what do we deem as success as far as comedians? Like, what, that part. like, and that part of it is basically where someone says, yeah, I'm not moving. Or someone goes, well, you need to. And I go, well, they ain't call for me. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like right. you know, it depends right. on some like some people because I seen I've seen I've seen a lot of comedians go out there and lose their shirt. I mean, oh. they move to LA and and then like they gotta they gotta bow out gracefully and come back with their head down. And I go, dude, like you don't don't look at yourself as a failure. Like you went out there, sure. yeah, you went out there, you went out there and tried something and it didn't work. So right. you know, but but my whole thing is it makes the grind harder. Like grind harder, right. grind and, smarter. You know what I mean? And here's also my point with also moving to LA and New York too. Everybody, like, listen, that L.A. and in New York ain't built for, it's not made for everybody just as a city. Yeah. Like, I didn't even like, I didn't like living in New York. I like going to New York. I like hanging out in New York. But living in, New, I lived in Brooklyn. It was awful for me. Yeah. I hated it. L.A. Right. Is, was, is, the, is, the, is the perfect speed for me. Even if I didn't work in entertainment, I would live in Los Angeles. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, like, for, for different people, you know, like, you know, there's a guy, I'm not going to say his name or whatever like that. I'll tell you after the show. But it's like he has the same, like his, he has the same sentiment you have, but it's different. His right. sentiment is, fuck moving to New York and LA, fuck moving here. I don't need <laughs> to do that. Blah, blah, blah. My time will come. And I'm like, okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Time don't wait for nobody, though. Yeah. Don't wait for nobody. Right. 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 I mean, but yeah. And then my mind is, mine is strictly based off my, my kid. Like, strictly. And that's that's all my kid. Like, and, and, yeah. And, and, that's, and, and that's, listen. 
And that's where I tell other comedians, like, you look, I don't knock anybody for not doing, you know, something that, that they, like, listen, you got twin girls, man. They need you. Oh, yeah. They need oh, yeah. You, they need listen, you. if I'm not, if I'm not where I need to be during these critical years, man. my daughters will have OnlyFans pages. Not even, <laughs> <laughs> not even that, though. They'll resent you, my guy. Yeah. Yeah, because they'll they'll, they'll know, think I put I'll put my put myself first before I put them. Right, and the act of having a child is honestly you have to put your you have to put them before you. And honestly, you honestly, the conversation I had when I was married, um, and we decided uh -huh. we was gonna have kids. Yep. I said you do know that once this go down, and these babies are 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 there, we conceive these babies, that your wants go to the back burner. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. mine. And mine. Yep. Yeah. You know I mean, and it was kind of like, yo, and she was on board. I was on board. And I was like, all right, then let's 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 make it happen. <laughs> I didn't know it was gonna be Go twins in the first play. shot. I didn't know it was gonna be twins in the first shot. I was like, damn. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's gonna be twins on the first. I'm, that's my that's my fear, man. Like, I, yeah, I'm gonna have kids and God, like, it was twins and triplets. I'm like, nah. Yeah, dog. And then, dog. Here's the crazy thing. When you find out how many comedians got twins, it's scary. It's it's uncanny. I think Toure got, got twins. I think it's something. Look, Toure, uh, uh, Nick Lewis, uh, goddamn, uh, dude. I, I mean, it's tons of us. Um, uh, Kristen. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. there's tons. Like, like I can name seven off the top of my head. Like, yeah, like it's so yeah, nah, yeah. You right, shit, yeah. It's ridiculous, oh, man. Oh, got twins? He got yes. twins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's ugly. It's ugly, dude. So it, like it might happen. Like you just don't, like, it's just gonna happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, so I would I would say this, and it was weird for me because I know it was the same thing for you. Um, when I went back to Philly, uh, and I say Philly, but South Jersey mm -hmm. to do comedy, when I when I go back home to do comedy, um, I, they piss me off. Like people piss me off, um, and I don't like going back. And the reason why is because all year long I hear, "When you coming home? When you doing this? When you coming back? When you doing this? When you coming back?" I'm like, "Yo, I'm, when I come back, don't worry, man. I'm gonna advertise the hell out of that shit. I just need y'all to sell it out, man. I hate going back home because it'd be twenty people, and I go, yo." Don't inbox me no more. Like, right, 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 <laughs> don't right, right, inbox right. me. Don't ask me. Don't ask me no more. I got people that'll message me after the show. Like, yo, how'd it go, man? Let me know when you yeah, come no, in. That's so, that's so disrespectful. Yeah. Um, I will say, I hate, I don't like feeling a different sense. I can't say that I get the same thing because I don't. I, 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 I got to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, I do have, I, I get a lot. But but the crazy thing is, though, so last time I did Philly, I, I, we did Helium. Mm -hmm. um, that was... August of last year. Yeah. I did Helium. Well, I, we, me and DL recently did Philly, but I personally, I, I did Philly in August of last year. All right. Um, sold out, but the, here was the kicker. I'm going to say maybe like 10% of the crowd like knew me personally. Like, like, it was sold out, but it was like legit people who were from Philly who were fans. Yeah, that's what's up. And that's really where I... That's where I got excited about because I realized that's when I turned the corner. Unfortunately, man, your fans, your friends, and Philly's a tough city. We ain't impressed by shit. Nope. Think about it. Like, I'm about to bring this to football real quick, right? Because I'm sure you, I was flipping between that and the debate last night, right? Right. Um, and I'm watching, you know, we're watching the final drive. 
it's like, yo, like, what pisses me off is so many, first of all, you know, Philly, you got to realize what Philly is in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Think of Eagles fans, right? Yeah. Like, outside of you and me, we're like, we might be logical Eagles fans. But the average Eagle fan on sports talk or listening to sport, whatever, they think they're the GM. Like, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So my thing is they're never satisfied with anything. Like, literally, Carson Wentz yesterday, like, whoa, well, he didn't play well to the final drive of the game. But Right. Right. And my thing is, oh, we want Carson gone. Where's Vic Foles? And I'm just like, do y'all know how talented this guy is and what he's doing with nothing? Yeah. I mean, it, the part hey, about it is he, people he people have bad moves. I'm not gonna lie, but nah, he 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 made some dumb he makes some dumb throws, but he does. That's like that Brett Favre shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna try to force it in there. I'm like, dude, stop. But but here's the thing, um, it's like we Philly fans uh have have short memories, like they have short memories of what's facts and what's not factual. Like Nick Foles was good for the time frame that we needed him for. Nick Foles is not a right. good full-season right. quarterback. He's a good quarterback for four-game stretches. That's what he's good for. Other than that, that dude is a 500 quarterback, and people need to understand that. Right. If, you exactly. need, if, you need, if you need him to do a stretch of seven games, you're not winning six of them. Right. It's, like, it's like it's not going to happen, yo. Further, Nick Foles is doing okay in Chicago, but, like, I tell people, do y'all watch that defense? Yes. <laughs> they have – they literally have – They like, like and, and my thing is, you know, people act like one player don't think it. Khalil Mack is – I've never seen a man – like, him and Aaron Dahl, I've never seen men throw around other grown men the way they do. Yeah, right. And it's like right. when you have – like, and that's really the, the, the Achilles heel of this Eagles team. It's really – it's our, our receivers and, yeah, we're back – our defense is awful, bro. It's because we don't have a linebacker. Yeah, we have and, a and and, and I'll, I'll put it like this: the decent the defensive front. Like I feel like they're wasting the years that they have with um with Fletcher Cox. Yeah, they are uh, all because of Jim Swartz. Yeah. And it's yeah. like you know, it's like I, I don't like. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to say that shit. I don't like Jalen Mills. I, I, I never like Jalen. I don't. Jalen Mills. Jalen Mills talks so much trash for somebody. Oh, ain't doing oh my, yo! <laughs> listen, we'll be, I'll be watching the game, and you know what my, my worst thing is. I know people listen to this, but y'all can't see me. When he'll, it'll be an incomplete pass, right? Yeah. And he didn't do shit. Right. But he'll sit there. Yeah, he'll make the motion like he yeah, did. Yeah, like dog, dog, you didn't. You make the motion when you broke up the pass. Like, or when he get burnt and the dude drop it and he make that motion, and I go, "You was burnt. You was toast." <laughs> Like you, 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 would you ass on that play, bro? And it's like you know, like when I see Daniel Jones run yesterday, <laughs> and he taking off, and there's a cornerback running beside him, and he's leaving him. I'm like, who is 31? You are trash. You can't catch this white dude. Like, Jalen <laughs> Mills finds a new way to piss me. Him and Jerry, Nate, Jerry, him and. Jerry, Nathan Jerry is, is a horrible linebacker. And I'm like, when the last time you saw a dope-ass middle linebacker that was white other than Brian Erlocker? It's like, it's not going to happen, dude. Uh, we need to call Jeremiah Trotter, man, or something. Uh, like, we need to get, get, get his son out there or something, man. It's just, yeah, man. you know, but I mean, from a, from a Philly fan standpoint, it's like, um, here's the thing, Clint, and I'm going to be dead honest with you. Um, if we don't win another game this season, I don't give a damn. Like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I, I, I saw the Super Bowl, man. Like, yeah, I'm happy. 
Like, 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 like that season for me was the end all be all. I talked more shit than a little bit, and it all came to fruition. Like everything was forty-one to thirty-three. Right, right, and it didn't. It didn't matter. I think. Um, I think. I, I think. I've. I've. Like, if somebody told me, "Yo, we gonna give y'all the Super Bowl, but y'all never win another one uh, for I'm twenty good. years," I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm straight with that. I'm straight I'm with that. Like, can you also tell me that Dallas won't win one either? They're like, absolutely. I'm like, I'm great. I'm great. Like, I- <laughs> <laughs> you know that actually does give me solace in certain things that happen. Like, you know what I tell me was an Eagle fan too. Like, I don't like Washington, right? I don't, but I right. Don't work them. They never been. They haven't been relevant for years. I don't care about Washington. Right. Right. Um, New York. I, I don't like New York either. I kind of hate the Giants, but they don't get under my skin because right. Giants fans technically only talk shit when they're good. And Giants fans are also rational. Right. Dallas fans, though. I'm looking at the camera when I say this. <laughs> you motherfuckers, especially the ones that live in Philly. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, nothing makes me happier than watching Dallas lose. Yes. yes. And I feel like if you live in Philly and you're a Dallas fan, it's a character flaw. It's definitely a character Like, who, who raised you? Right, well, like, it's, and that's all. It's all who raised you's fault. I got right. cousins. I got cousins that's Dallas Cowboy fans, and I'm like, okay, that's my uncle doing that. My uncle did that. Like y'all, all, <laughs> y'all all in there, that whole, that's you know what I'm saying? Boy. Yeah, but 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 I say I say that when I meet people, I meet females or I meet guys that's Dallas fans. I'm like, yo, that's a character flaw. Like you blame you. That's your dad's fault though, right? And they'll be like, well, my dad. I, 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 I know that's your dad's fault. Like, and you dealing with this right now because all because your daddy. And they'd be like, well, your daughter's like the Eagles. I'm like, well, my daughter's like the Eagles because they daddy like the Eagles. I was like, but my daughters had a choice. Yeah. They stuck with the Eagles because they daddy with the Eagles. But I brought them to be able to see a Super Bowl. And they happy about that. <laughs> and ties to the city of Philadelphia. Oh, my God. You've never seen the city of Dallas. That's what I said. I said that. I go, and then this is the thing I rub in their face, too. I go, I've been to a parade, though. When is the last, like, and this is the thing that pissed me off about Dallas County, and I don't want to make this podcast, but I know we started all talking about, like, you know, performing in Philly, but all let me right. ask you honestly, when's the last time the Dallas Cowboys, they have not won anything. They have not even been to a, a they haven't been to an NFC championship game since 95. Um, They went to the championship game. Wait, but wasn't that the championship game when they lost to Green Bay? No, that was the that was the division. that was the divisional round. They've not been to the NFC. Ah, you right. Okay, okay, yeah, that's right. Because they were the number one seed and they lost. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. They've not, they have not been to the divisional championship, the NFC championship game. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that, that's crazy. So, so let me let me talk to you about this. Um. So during the pandemic, the pandemic comes down. You know, we get stuck. Um you know, in the house, um, you know, I got to be real careful because I'm taking care of my mom. Uh, she had AIDS coming in, helping her and stuff like that. But once the pandemic came, I said, all right, cut the AIDS out. We're not having nobody come to the house. Only person is in the house is me. And that's it. Like, I'm the only one allowed to go in there. So I go in there three times a day, give my mom her, her a breakfast, lunch, and dinner, give her medicine. And she get an aide to come in there uh, in the morning to help her with her shower and everything. And then, then she leave. And I go, all right, cool. We good. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, how am I going to do this? So my kids, I'm divorced. My kids live with their mother. And I can't have them transferring houses. It's right. not smart. 
You know what I mean? And I can't have them over here, then bring them over there, then bring them to my mom's and stuff like that. I can't, I can't do that. So I was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. So I go down and I, and I, I visit my daughters every other day. And then on the weekends, you know, we have like a Saturday night or a Friday night, something like that. We, we hang out or whatever. I go, I go over to my ex-wife house and we, we, we chill out with the girls. So we decided to teach the girls spades during the pandemic. And um, my ex-wife would never play with me when we was married. Like we played a couple times we dated. She's like, you way too serious about the shit. I don't like playing with you. Right, bring right. my anxiety up and you take it too serious. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, but I'm gonna make you better. You know what I'm saying? Right. So absolutely. So I got I got I got fresh slate. I got clean paper, dog, with a with a Sharpie. So I can teach my daughters at 12 years old how to play this game that I'm a master at. And not only teach them, teach them how to do it right. Right. So we got rules mm -hmm. on the table, right? My daughter, well, I got one daughter that acts just like me. She too, she play too much. She don't pay attention. It's all. But I got another one that's cerebral. So, so I'm connected. I'm connected to the one that's cerebral because I'm right. teaching her. Look, this is what you do. But at the same time, they mom relearning because she know how to play. But I'm teaching her what else she need to look at other than just play your cards. Right. Exactly. Man, when I tell you my daughters can play the hell out some spades and what? Wife? Huh? They beat you and your ex-wife. Um, no, no, no. I don't lose at that house. Like, so here's the, here's the thing. We have, we have switched, we have switched partners around. Like, you know, I play one of my daughters. I play with the other daughter and I play with my ex-wife as partners and stuff like that. Um, and we always play through uh, a round of 10, whoever gets to 10 first, when that, when that game series or whatever. Um, my daughters, when I knew this is, this was early on, we was playing a hand. And we get done, we bid six, they bid seven. Uh, last, last book, they end up getting it on some bullshit, like with a heart. And I'm like, shit. And I said, no, if we had ran spades earlier, y'all was set. Right. My daughter was like, but you didn't. Now deal. I was no! like, oh. But you did, so deal. <laughs> I, I, listen, I put the cars down and I gave her dap. I said, now, now we talking about trash talk. I, I appreciate that. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like just the nuances of, of teaching them spades and um, how to count a split. Um, you know, how to, uh, when I play, when I play a low spade, mama, that's me telling you to play your highest spade you got in your hand. And, 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 and her looking at me going, but what if, hey, there's no what if, mama. There's no what if. My, I'm, I, need, I need to know what you got in your hand so that I can do what I need to do. You know what I mean? And, and, and like when they don't follow the rules, they know daddy watching. So if I play, if I play a four of spade and then she played the, the jack and then I see her play the ace afterwards, I'm going to throw everything. I'm, what the hell are you doing? I needed you to play that ace. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say this. Your story hit me on a couple of levels, man. Yeah. Uh, number one, man, you know, you're talking about your mom and making sure your mom is safe during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so, um, that's so important, man. Um, you know, um, yeah, that's important. Um, I know, man. I, I, I got you, man. I know you, you had to go through it, man, because you lost your pops. Um, I lost my grandmom. Uh huh. Within 20 days of each other. Yeah. Um, mother, 
uh, I lost, I lost a lot of people during this shit, man. Um, yeah. And it was tough, but what I think is cool is, is that my dad, I made, so I made the World Series of Spades, right? So we right. filmed that before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Well, we filmed it in February, like right before the pandemic hit, right? Right. I was like, oh, like this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like that was gonna be my content that I saved for like the end of the year that I'm gonna put out in my back pocket. Y'all gonna be like, what? Yeah. Um, and um, I made that show, and but the thing was, was that I learned how to play spades from my pop. My pop, yeah. um, my dad was, and then we would have little, you know, secret codes, and we, we of course, we cheat. <laughs> like my dad passed that down to me, and I think that's so noble that you did that to your daughters. And I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, so many people be telling me, like, yo, I don't know how to play spades. I don't know how to play spades, so I can't watch the show. And I'm like, well, my, why don't you learn something new by watching the show and it'll teach you how to play spades and then you can pass it on to generate spades. I've realized now that I've really kind of like branded myself as the spades aficionado. Right. Uh, that, you know, spades is, 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 you know, spades is, spades is, is something that is really just passed. You got to learn. You can't learn on an app. You can't learn on YouTube. Like this right. is something that somebody has to really just take the time out and give to you. And I salute you and commend you for doing that for your daughters, man. Yeah. Uh, Obama did the same thing with his daughters. I, mean, I saw that. I, I was like, nah, we did it first. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, man, when we come to Charlotte, man, when I come to Charlotte, man, uh, I need to, I, you got to come see me. Yeah. Got to get your party. You got to come see me, dog. Yeah, like, no hey, doubt. Hey, no hey, doubt. Listen, man, my, my whole thing is, is like, I got, I got partners I went to college with, man. And um, we got stories for days on playing spades games. And they remember me because I was the RA. And yeah, I wasn't yeah, supposed yeah. to be down there wilding out as much as I was wilding out. I was supposed to be right. law and order at the dorm. Right, right, right. And I'm but in there like, like listen, we, we used to, this is the crazy thing. <laughs> we get to the last book, somebody plays something, or we get to the last couple hands, somebody plays something, they looking for the set book, somebody put out the little joker, the next person got the big joker. Yeah, this joker a uh, take off and run down campus. Like, just run. Like, <laughs> look, come all the way back. Come through the back. Yeah, come through the back door and then slam it on the table. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's always, to me, the most rewarding book. Like, the, Oh, yeah. Like, we set their ass. Like, yes, yes. You realize, like, what, what's, so exp- what's so happy, what, what makes you so happy about that? I think what makes me happy about setting people is you were, you were wrong. You thought you had and you didn't. You were wrong. Like, it's like, I proved you wrong. You don't have eight, bro. Like, <laughs> like, when I set somebody and we, you know, they, they went, you know, now let me tell you all this. I'm a, this is an unwritten rule of spades. I don't think people know this. If you bid four, yeah. that means that's bidding board, right? Board, right. Mm-hmm. Bid board and you set that person. It doesn't, you, it doesn't mean anything unless you bid 10. Unless you bid 10. Unless you bid 10, because everybody needs to know this. There's 13 books in, 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 in you know in each game. Right. You need, if, you, if they bid board, don't be excited about setting somebody that bid board because there's nothing else they can really do. Right. Unless you bid 10. If right. You don't bid, you can't make, you know what I'm saying? So and I tell people all the time, you don't bid nine. It's either eight or ten. That's nine. it. You uh-huh. don't bid nine. You bid nine, you're gonna lose the game. Cause that's a that's a jinx. Like you you definitely lose the game. So I tell people all the time, like, we're going we go to go eight or we're going to go ten. Right. And I talked to my daughter. My daughter wants to be playing one time. And um, I said, I got four and a possible. She said, I got six. I'm like, mama. I said, we going ten or not? 
She's like, uh, I said, mama, we either going 10 or we ain't. Like that, yo. So. Solid and I got a solid five in the possible. I'll to me, if you got nine, you could get 10 most times. Most times, if it's played correctly. But here's right. the thing there's also those situations where you bid, you bid 10 and then the diamonds lead and um, all three walk. And you go, oh, oh, oh. It, the that queen hurts. went around and nobody's cutting. So oh, now you're like, man, like, so like, I've even taught my daughters, like, uh, don't count the queen. Uh, don't count the queen unless you got the split. And right, uh, right. and then the other thing is, if the queen walk and you got a diamond left, don't play that diamond. That's going to walk later. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know. Or play the diamond. Here's why I say that, man. Because, I mean, sometimes, like, me and my dad had a thing where, like, he would he would place a card on the table and let me know to come back with the suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Like, yeah absolutely. Know, like, if he's cutting or if he, you know what I'm saying? So, like, if I played the ace of, ace of clubs, like, he would. And that would let me know, okay. Uh, come back with clubs. Either he's playing the king or he cutting clubs. Right, right. But I, I've done, I, I do things to my daughters so that they pay attention. Like, not paying attention will get daddy mad more than anything else. Right. Like, like if we start out a suit and I play the king of diamond. And you, you, yeah. And, and you come with the ace. I go, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? Let that walk. I'm playing that because I don't have no more diamonds. Yeah, like. <laughs> So it's it's so funny, man. Like all those little things, but I love the fact that they twelve and they know that. Like they already know how to play dominoes. They know how to play dominoes at eight. Right, right, yeah. Dominoes is my thing too. I definitely, yeah. Anybody out there who watches the World Series of Spades, don't try it. We already copyrighted it. It's not happening. <laughs> I got the World Series of Dominoes too. That's so. dope. That's dope, man. Like I, like those are the those are the things that's important. But you know, like that was one of the things I had to teach them how to do. Right. Um. So let me talk to you about um your podcast. Um, advice from a fuckboy. So, <laughs> how the hell did you come up with a title, first of all? Now, here's the thing. I love my title. I love I love the title of my podcast. Right? So, but, but yours, you went, you went way left. I was like... I wanted to, I wanted to shock and awe. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get your attention. That right. Is, now, when I get your attention, what do I do with that attention? How do I keep your attention? How do I get you to keep coming back? And right. The content that we produce is not when we talk about relationships. We not we're not talking about relationships from a from a you know we're not talking about relationships from a from a uh, you know a, we're not talking about relationships from a from a how do I say this from a meaningless uh, standpoint right like we're not saying like who who should who should take out the trash more men or men or women who who's doing like like I don't got time for those kind of conversations. Right. When we talk about advice from a fuckboy. I'm giving you, I'm giving, I'm talking about situations that I did when I was a fuckboy, when I was 21, when I was 22, when I was 23. And let's unpack those. And let's unpack it from a standpoint of why was it wrong? How can we do better? Like, my thing is, I'm not, I'm here to do better. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm here to do better. I'm not here to, 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 to condemn women or condemn men. And I also want to tell women, though, like, this is a podcast where men are being open and honest about their feelings and telling you what we like. For right change. right we're telling you what we like for a change like why is it always what you want like we're, this is what men like this is what men are about this is what we like and so my point is so that's where the whole so that's where the podcast and the top and the, and the, and the you know the, i guess the, the 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 name just was just i needed something to ring a bell that was going bad that was going that was going to rain out on people yeah right. yeah i i get it and it was dope i mean like i said um yeah i like the fact that, that it, it was a different 
name. And I was like, yo. Right, and I, want- and I understand that, you know, it ain't going to reach everybody the right way. Everybody ain't got their different opinions about it. Well, people will, people will make judgments on it before they listen. And that's cool. That it, it ain't for you. Yeah. And yeah. That's the best I- thing about podcasts, man. I tell people, like, you know what the best thing about podcasts? You can turn me the fuck Yep. You don't have to listen. Like you have to, you have to get my podcast. Like we're not forced down your throat. We're not on, we're not on, you know, Power ninety nine or we ain't on one hundred five point three. Like it ain't like this is the only thing that's it. Turn it off. Yeah. Don't listen. Don't listen. Right. Don't listen. I, I I laugh. I laugh at stuff like that. Um, I was looking at. I was listening. I had a um, <laughs> I had a show last night at a college, and I I took the show basically for money. And yeah. I was like, all right, let me go ahead and do this show real quick. And they social distance. I think it was in this big-ass auditorium. There might have been 20 people in there. But I was like, all right, let me go ahead and do this show. But I haven't been on stage since June. So I was, like, listening to a lot of content, listening to a lot of my sets, watching some of my sets, trying to remember how my jokes went, my rhythm, yeah. stuff like that, trying to get into the thing. So I go back and I start listening to my album, but I'm listening to it on YouTube. And somebody took the time to go through every single one of my jokes on YouTube and press dislike. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Don't listen. <laughs> and I laughed. I laughed at that joint because I'm like, you're the only one who's liking this joint. But I'm laughing because I'm like, <laughs> I said, I said, yo, that's so funny to me because I'm like, that, that's a lot of energy from you. Like, you really, really got to be in a different space. That until I watch the World Series of Space. There's comment like there's you know you can rate the show blah blah right right and there's one guy who gave it a one and this is the what sucks is this guy is the his comment is the top comment right he gave me one star and just proceeded to explain why he hates the show it's because we don't play the way he plays right well you know that's that's the one thing about spades like when you sit down at a table whoever's yeah whoever's table you sitting at is house rules. So, you know, they might do a French cut. They might, you know, and, and, and my, my rules and I right, will do, we'll do an exercise. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a do my house rules. You do your house rules. All right. My, my house rules. Joker, Joker, deuce. Um, uh, Joker, Joker, deuce, straight cut, straight deal. To a, to a spade, right? Just a two a spade. We don't do it. No diamond. Nothing like that. Um, Joker, Joker, deuce, straight cut, straight deal. No overs. First hand bit itself. You get a 10 on the first hand, game over. Okay. And that's now, it. That's, that's my house rules. My rules are, I can, now I can play that way. Oh, and, and this, um, no space you can throw your hands in. Yeah, that's how I play. So yeah. we, we have this similar, okay, so I do Joker, Joker, Deuce, Deuce. So two okay. a nine, two spades, that's me. So you got 15, right. 15 spades, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, 15, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I do that. I do Joker, Joker, Deuce, Deuce. I do, um, I do... Uh, board is four because some yep. people think board is five. Right. Wow. Okay. Which I actually like board is five because mm-hmm. four being five sometimes is like now it forces motherfuckers to bid their hand. Right. That's, that's really a lot of my rules are, are tailored to motherfuckers bid their hand. I'll explain the same. That's why I say no overs. Right. So what I do is three bags in one hand, you set. So if you say you got four and you get seven, that's minus 40, my guy. Like, because sandbag. Sandbag, yeah. Good. One bag is like, all right, you know, we get it. You know what I'm saying? Two is like, you, sometimes you can't call that. But to me, three is deliberately underbidding, in my opinion, unless the other team is throwing off, which unfortunately you got that, that kind of strategy. You have to, you got to maneuver around that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So I play that. 
Um, uh, I do straight cuts. No, no French, none of that bullshit. None of this. <laughs> uh, straight cuts. No, no flipping cards. Flipping cards, right, right. None of that shit. Um, what else? Um, uh, yeah, you know, 10, you, 10 on the first hand, you out. Right. Uh, if you set twice in a row, like you get set twice back to back, game's over. <laughs> That's crazy. But you can oh but you know what it's funny, oh, because like some people will do like a, a blind, like they'll they'll do blind or they'll like uh the kitty and all the other right. stuff. So that's, my, so that's my my last rule, and I forgot to talk about that. Blind, first of all, you can only do, do one blind in a game. Right. So you better pick wisely. The one blind. You don't get to keep going blind every every because that's not no. And you gotta go blind seven. Okay. Gotta go at least blind seven is because if you go blind six, you technically don't even win the hand. Yeah. You right. like, like you really think about it? If you go blind, like going blind six to me is not hard. Like niggas is like, oh well, because you didn't see your hand. Okay, well you have no choice. You're down 170 points, my guy. Right. Like you, like but but you should you shouldn't be rewarded for getting your ass bust the whole game. You right. Should be rewarded. If you're gonna go blind, you need to go blind. You need to go blind. You know at least blind seven so that says you win the game you win the hand you got seven books there's set 13 seven six and you know you should only be able to do that once like why should you get rewarded because you're not because the other team is 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 doing is bidding and doing better than you right and i haven't i haven't i haven't played blind forever like college maybe like i've just never yeah. and it's usually i don't mean to be bad but it's usually women that do blinds like they be like we're gonna go blind and i go nah dudes be like man hell nah you gotta work your way out of this shit right, you know exactly. I mean? it's like exactly. you know you better cheat or something because you ain't you ain't you ain't getting that joy you better you better renege and hope i don't see it you know what i mean right, like that's right. like one of those type joints yeah. you better renege and hope i don't see it <laughs> <laughs> and we, we've all done that like we've all held on to that heart and then yeah, at the end yeah, you, you, slide, you just slide it under at the end you know what I'm saying like, <laughs> so that's uh, that's pretty much what it is let me um let me ask you this we usually uh do this on the podcast and we almost at the hour but um if you ever seen um the actor studio interviews with james lipton he does the shoot off questions where he asks people questions on on the thing so i've remixed it a little bit and okay. I'm, I'm gonna shoot off the questions for you. Uh, you. What's, what's your favorite word? Well, All right. I'm gonna tell you, it just it, it, it goes with so much. That it mean it's so many meanings. You got right. fuck me. I'm gonna fuck you. I'm gonna fuck you up. Fuck right. like, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your uh, what's your least favorite word? Toxic. Toxic. Yeah, yeah. Like everything now. Yeah, like my, my generation didn't learn the new word, toxic, normalize, all that. Now they want to. Yeah, no, I, I'm sick of that word. Yeah, I feel you on that. Um, if uh, I, I would say, you know, my my slogan, uh, TTBS. That's that bullshit. Anything and everything, right? Anything and everything. You have absolutely no control over in your life. You know what I mean? So in your mind, um, October 2020. What's that's that bullshit to you? This election. Tell me about it, bro. <laughs> this election. Tell me about it. Like, for real. Two, um, two elections in a row, it's been a shit show. And this this is a major one, but, you know, um, I just feel like we can't do four more years of what we're doing right now. You know what I'm saying? I like, can't do it. I'm not I need, I need some type of message that's going to bring people together. Yeah, dog. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I mean, like, like I, I'm not crazy about Biden either, but, but here's the thing, though. It's crazy. Like, I'm trying to figure out you know, in 2015, you know, Joe Biden was called Uncle Joe. Right. 
what what happened? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, man, it, it's yo, it's it's just he's you no know. longer Uncle Joe. Like, what happened? <laughs> like, nah, dude got older. They was like, all right, Grandpa Joe. You know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, niggas don't fuck with Joe like that no more. Right, right. Um, and and what's the opposite of that? What is the shit to you? World Series of Spades, man. There you go. I knew you were going to say that. That's it. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, no doubt. Um, if no one knew who you were, Clint, uh, you was introducing yourself to the world, uh, what what would be your walk on music? Nobody knew what would be my walk on music. Yeah. Mm. See, it's hard because, like, I'm a old, I'm a 90s hip, I'm a hip hop head. Like, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. A, I'm a, like, I'm, I'll be. And there's so many songs like that really rep, rep, uh, if I had to pick. Yeah. Um, give me a second. Let me, let me. Yeah. You know what? This is an oldie, but good. It's not old. I mean, it's 94, but. Yeah. The world is yours. Just really. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I feel like, you. When I, when I listen to the world is yours, like when I'm, when I'm like literally, like if I'm in New York and I hear that come on, like. I automatically, I feel different. Right. Like, I feel different. I feel like that, that song, yeah, the world is yours. Cause it is. Yeah. Life. So, so here's the crazy thing. Um, and, and you probably don't know, but me and Marvin Hunter, uh, a few months ago, we did a debate on, on Zoom, on uh, Facebook. Um, okay. it was, um, what was the best hip hop era? And we argued, my argument was 88. His argument was 90, 93. So, so he he took 92, 93, 94. I took 87, 88, 89. And we went song for song. Like we was we was going song for song, trying to find out what was the biggest era. You know what I mean? The best era of hip hop was probably yes. 88 to actually like 93. You're saying right, but we had to see what the argument comes in is people will say 93 was the best era. And some people say 88. I can't, I can't say a year. It has to be a time frame. You know what I'm saying? Well, well here's the thing. Okay. It's between those two. Those are the two that's most argued. Okay. Because 88, you had iconic albums coming out in 88. In 93, you had the switch over. So you had the Nas's and the Wu-Tang's and the, and, the, and the Chronic. And the Chronic. And all that stuff came out in 93. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. I'm going to give you, well, Doggy, 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 Doggy. What is it? Uh, doggy, doggy Style. Chronic was 92. Right. 93, the reason why people hear up 93 so great is because 93 was Wu-Tang, yep. Midnight Marauders. Yep. And, you know, and there was some other, and I think Naughty by Nature dropped that year. Like, it was some dope, you know. I'm going to throw another year at y'all that y'all probably didn't even, and I actually made this because um, since the pandemic, um, I, uh, you know, I don't know if y'all can see my, you know, but I bought some turntables. I saw you. I see you. Yeah, I bought some DJ equipment, man, and I've been having fun with it, right? Um, the year that I'm going to give you guys outside of 93, and I'm going to go a little newer because um, my era just needs to be told. I'm going to give you, give me 2001. 2001. Let me think about that for a second. Before I, before I run off what mm -hmm. happened in 01, think about well, it. I mean, I mean the, one, the first one that comes to mind is Dr. Dre. Okay, but that didn't drop in 01. It did. No, the Chronic 2001 didn't drop in 2001. It was too, It was late 2000. Yeah, but I'm talking about just the, okay. Here's, here's what, what dropped that year. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I'm not even going to get to the, to the, to the, I'm going to give you the preliminary fights before the heavyweight fight. All right. 2001, we got a really good battle between Jada Kiss and Beanie Siegel. Both dropped out yeah. today. Beanie I'm Siegel a- dropped the reason. Jada Kiss dropped, uh, 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 kiss the game goodbye. Right. Yep. Then Diddy. All right. And I'm not saying Diddy is just the efficient, you know, but the saga continues. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Eve dropped an album. Missy dropped an album. Uh, Fabulous dropped an album. Uh, Ludacris dropped an album. Uh, you know, we and DMX dropped an album. Uh, Buster Rhymes dropped an album. But two of the headliners that year, September 11, 2001, the Blueprint dropped. Yep. And then also Philmatic dropped. Yep. And I don't care what nobody says. You can, those two albums, they're not, that's not, uh, nobody, to me, Stillmatic is not Nas's best album, but to me, The Blueprint is Jay-Z's best album, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. to me, I think lyrically he was at his peak. I believe that musically, the, uh, the, the album introduced us to Kanye West. Like, that album changed the way niggas rapped, all right? But mm-hmm. not only that, we probably got probably the best hip-hop beat of all time. Now, we could easily say, you know, we could say the, the disses weren't the group. Like, they were great disses, but we could easily say No Vaseline was a great diss. We could easily say The Bridge is Over was a great diss. But, nigga, you're not going to tell me that we thought Nas was over when The Takeover came out. Before Ether dropped, you're not going to... When I heard The Takeover, I said, oh, my I I came I knew it was over for Jay because <laughs> I'm, I'm a Nas fan because I'm a Nas I'm fan. fan but you yeah. Remember, at the time, in 01, I'm 14 years old, right? Yeah. So I remember the time when I first heard the Takeover. I was like, "Yo, you and went at Nas, Nas, right?" Nas was quiet, like right. we didn't like at the time too. Like people don't realize the Takeover. Like Jay Z, Jay Z blew up that summer. Like that right. summer was Jay Z summer. H to the Izzo dropped that summer. Like, Jay-Z owned that summer. Summer Jam was his shit. Like, he owned the summer. So then, September, you drop the takeover, and we're like, oh, I don't know. And people don't realize Ether didn't drop till till December. Yeah, I know. Ether didn't drop till December. So we're talking, like, three months. And mind you, we don't have the internet at that time. Yeah, because people people thought that uh, "Got Yourself a Gun" was the answer to uh, take over, and I was like, "It's not. It's no way that's the the answer." Right, right. Right. And that's and I'm not gonna lie. I thought the same thing. I thought I'm like, that's it. Yeah. Man, I'll never forget. My boy went to New York, got some, got a got a Clue mixtape, came back to Philly. He said, "Clint, you need to come over my house and hear this." And I heard Ether. It's probably about two weeks before the album dropped, and I said, "Oh." Yeah. That's right. what I said. I said, oh, it's personal. And right. to me, that was a great year of hip hop because we were so, people don't remember, we were so afraid that Jay Z and Nas was going to take it farther than rap beef. Yeah, because of what happened with uh, Biggie and Tupac. Yeah, yeah, I remember so that. 2001 yeah. was a year where I could say, like, I mean, I, I, would give it, I would give it an honorable mention. I would, you know, but I'm, I'm old school to the heart. You know what I mean? I gotta, I, what, but part of being old, you gotta, you gotta know young. I know, I do, I do, yeah, I do, I do, I do. I mean, I appreciate everything. I just, I know what it meant to me. Like, so my age range, so your age range around two thousand one, right? Fourteen. Right. So, and my age range, my age range of eighty eight. You know what I'm saying? I was about fourteen, fifteen. Like you know what I'm saying? So yeah, so so there you. As a hip hop head, I already know what eighty eight is to hip hop. Like, yeah, yeah, and I'm 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 shocked that I'm still able to buy all them albums. Yeah, like what shit? This was eighty eight. 
but now that I got it, uh, yeah, this was 88. This is hanging on my wall. This was 88. So Slick Rick, yeah, Adventure Storytelling. Yeah, so, yeah, all that. Uh, yeah, and then um, I think I got, I got uh, Queen Latifah right next to him, but that was 89. Uh -huh. but yeah, yep, that was 88, yep, yep. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. So, yeah, so uh, this was like 89. Yeah, oh, no, hammer. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. So, so let me ask you this. Um, since uh, the walk on music, so what's your walk off music? You gave me the world is yours to come on. Now, what you walking off to? Grinding all my life by Nipsey Hussle, man. I'm gonna go. Ah, uh, I hear you, man. I hear you. When that beat go comes on, and I'm, I, I feel I. So, I mean, I know that, you know, the, the, the old heads who listen to your podcast like, this motherfucker's young, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell y'all, I know <laughs> old, Like, I'm a real big old school hip-hop fan. I don't have this Slick Rick album just because I have it. Like, I don't just like children's story. I like, I like, I like the album cuts. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, you know, Mona Lisa. Yeah. The second track of this album, I think the ruler's back. Jay-Z sampled that. Yeah, the blueprint, the gather right. around, hustlers. That's if you're still living. And See how you yeah. brought that full circle. See how you brought that full hey, circle. Yeah, <laughs> eighty-eight to two thousand one. There you go. Yeah. And this right yeah. here, the ruler, my dear. This is yeah, man. I know, I know rap. That's all I'm gonna say. Like, so for you old heads that listen to the podcast, I know hip hop is just that. I'm. All, I also have an affinity to songs that or music when I was a kid, and that, that you know, in eighty-eight, I was one. Right. Right, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. you know, so, so know, not even just hip hop. My bad. Uh, on June twentieth, which is my birthday, it was my first birthday. June twentieth, nineteen eighty-eight. Bobby Brown and New Edition dropped. Don't be cruel and yeah. and and any heartbreak and heartbreak. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, what no you doubt. gonna do with it? Like, no doubt. No doubt. Yep. Yeah. So, so let me let me ask you this. Um, this uh, if you didn't have if you weren't doing comedy. What profession would you think you would be in? I'd be a history professor. History professor. That's dope. At an HBCU? Uh, anywhere that's paying, but yeah. Definitely. <laughs> anywhere that's paying, but no, honestly, I'm definitely an HBCU just because, um, you know, they, they they need they need guys like us. You know what I'm yeah, man, dude. Listen, if you get a chance and you check out our episode, man, you will be thoroughly impressed with uh, the stories and just the overall message on how college was so much different for people like us that went to HBCUs because I, I, I went to Johnson C. Smith in Charlotte. Okay, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and dude, like everybody, no matter what school they went to, the faculty was all the same. They all had yeah. a vested, they all had a vested interest in your success. Right. And they, they, they didn't allow you to fail, man. Like yeah. if you came in and you didn't do what you were supposed to do, man, they would be on you. One dude had a story where a professor called him and said, why are you not in my class this morning? I was yeah. like, what? I'm like, yo. I'm going to do a PWI, of course, man. No, not a yeah. PWI, not, you know, I'm not going to say where I went because I don't want people judging me and nothing like that. But, yeah. you know, but I went to, I went to, a, I went to a pretty prestigious school, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And, uh, you know, I, I didn't get that. Like, I didn't get that. Yeah. Experience. Yeah, but it was it was it was dope, man. But I'm gonna tell you another thing, Clint, that a lot of people don't understand is, um, and I, we brought this up on the last episode, but it was 13 to one when I was on campus. 13 women to every one guy. Oh wow! And when I tell you, 
when you when you when you think back in life, there was no other time that I was uplifted by so many black women in my life, bro. Oh, I'm sure, dog. Yeah, they man. they don't they don't let you fail either. No, and it don't, don't got it don't got nothing to do with whether they want to smash. It ain't got nothing to do oh, with. Oh, they just care about your stupid ass. Your your blackness. Yeah, they care. They want to see you, they want to see you rise, bro. And and you could be walking across campus with your head down. Every single one of them, be picking your head up. up. Pitch your head up. You know what I'm saying? And that was that was the love that that you got at HBCU. You know what I'm saying? So that was yeah. like. So that's yeah. why I noticed though, you know, in every episode of the World Series of Spades, excuse me, we're wearing HBCU sweatshirts and gear. Yeah. Not just the big ones either. So yeah. I'm wearing, I'm wearing Elizabeth City State University. Yeah. CIAA. Yeah. I'm wearing FAMU. I'm wearing Howard. I'm, I'm wearing Morehouse. Uh, I'm wearing uh, Tuskegee. Uh, I'm trying to think. I wear North Carolina A and T. Uh, I wear, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, I wear Grambling, like I wear, yeah, I wear, we, we wear, I wear Bethune-Cookman, Morgan. Yeah, yeah. I have, a, I have a host of HBCU hoodies that I've collected over the years uh, that people have been giving to me for free. And I wore them on the show, man, because like, I, I just, I, you know, I, I remember in, when I watched 90s television, they was wearing HBCU stuff, so. That's all they rock, you know what I'm saying? And that's why a lot of people wanted to go to a couple of black school when they watched Different World and School Days and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. So exactly. it was dope, yeah, no doubt. Hey man, um, I appreciate the time, man. Thank you for having me, man. So we, we definitely gonna chop it up again, man. And uh, don't be a, don't don't be shocked if I reach out again and try to get you on another one because we definitely got more stuff to talk about. <laughs> hey, listen, man, I'm, I'm, I ain't got listen. I mean, I got stuff to do, but like I ain't got stuff to do. <laughs> I'm chilling, bro. Like I'm, I'm and it take it took me five minutes to set up my camera, set the mic up, and let's 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 start talking. No doubt, man. No doubt, man. So, yo, until next time, man. Appreciate you coming on the Bliss is Ignorant. And, um, shoot, I'm going to see you when I see you, bro. All right. All right.